Hey, welcome to the One Life Podcast. We talk about things from One Life Church, but ultimately things we think relate to you and your one only life. My name is Sarah Inman. I'm one of your co-hosts of the podcast. I'm joined, as always, by lead pastor and co-host of the podcast, Brett Nicholson. And both of us technically are back from vacation that's as true. of now. And yeah. so we should be just like extra great. Or Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We're all we're all set. So this one's going to be amazing. It was good. Did you have a good vacation? I had a wonderful vacation. Yeah, good. I, I wasn't ready to leave yet. Yeah. So. I understand that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we're here and we're excited to continue the conversation we've been doing, um, uh, gosh, over the past six uh, six episodes, I think, or so. Um, and so today our guest is Dean Hall. Dean, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it's it. Awesome. Um, and Brett, will you tell us a little bit about what we've been doing on, through the series of the podcast? Yeah, through the series, what we've been doing is because of uh, the, the rise in the, the, the racial tension kind of issues that have been going on in our country and around the world since the, the death of George Floyd, and, and we just decided to set aside time to say, okay, let's listen, let's let's listen, let's learn, let's have people who have experienced racism, racism in their lives to come and speak, and we know we have a predominantly white audience, and we want to just have all of us get coached through uh, by people who have really had these kind of experiences, and uh, it's been very, very enlightening and helpful, and that's that's really the goal. Yeah, wow. and yeah, it's it's been something I think I love just sitting and being able to listen and, and learn for sure, but also really just get to know people. It's always my favorite thing. I love doing that in general. And so we always love starting out kind of just getting to know you a little bit about you. So we've already learned just before recording that you have a lot of things that you've done, which is really fun. I, I'm, I'm having yeah. so that's much right. fun Dean's learning. the the renaissance man. That's how I, that's remember, how I think uh, of it. What is it that, uh, I'll think of his name. It was a cartoon, Commander McBragg. You remember that? Commander McBrag. You know, I, 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 I remember the name on, vaguely. <laughs> he's, he's, he's done everything. Oh, okay. <laughs> <He's done everything. laughs> Commander McBrag. Well, that's. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't give Commander you that name, McBrag. but I mean, when I'm talking to Dean, it's like anytime I mention anything, it's like he's got a story and a name he knows. And, and, Something and he people, did. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, that was a, you know, a very eventful oh, life, and that's a good thing. Very that's eventful a, life. Yeah, very. absolutely. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about that, you know, kind of trace your history. Well, I tell you, probably the best childhood you could have growing up in America. And I think, uh, you know, in Evansville, Indiana, there are some neighborhoods that, you know, and I didn't really know this until uh, there was a documentary on Evansville about, you know, mm-hmm. kind of the history of Evansville and stuff like that. I, actually, a USI professor and U of E professor got together and uh, put one together, but they talked about the uh, housing communities that were built uh, to house the war effort, uh, workers for the war effort, and they okay. were desegregated. They uh, and, and I grew up in one of those housing communities, which was the Fulton Square Cedar Hall area. Mm-hmm. And so it, it really, I didn't realize it at the time, but it was uh, the f- type of foundation that gave me just a, a, a openness and a, awareness of uh, you know, of love and appreciation for each other, regardless of skin color. We didn't really see skin color growing up in, in on 1507 Florence is where I grew up because right. it was a salt and pepper neighbor, neighborhood. Right. It really was. I mean, the meanest white lady in the world, uh, we thought, <laughs> lived right across the street. Every time we'd be playing pitch and catch, that's the only way you could all catch really well because right. you let the ball go into her yard. <laughs> you go reach out and grab it. You'd have to, you'd have to go, Miss Griffin. 
Can we have the ball okay. back? I was going to ask her name, but we just got it. It's Griffin. Oh, she's long gone. This was oh, okay, back all right. In, this safe. was back in the '60s now. <laughs> okay, and uh, but she and then the meanest black lady in the world, Miss Kara Wright, was on the end of the. We called her the Wicked Witch of the what? You know, the West Side or whatever. But come side. to find out, they were both nice. You know what I mean? Right. But uh, you know, as kids, you know, you know. But uh, but uh, Jimmy Bay's. I uh, remember he played. He was a white guy that played football at Rex Mundy. We had, uh, you know. Uh, Tyrone Bragg, I don't know if you remember that name, but he grew up right across the street. He ended up being a uh, news reporter on Channel 14 or Channel mm -hmm. 44 way back in the day. He right. was one okay. of the first in Evansville. He was right across the street. Trent Tucker uh, was a very uh, involved person in the uh, inner city. Uh, he actually did all the plays, uh, the black history plays. And, you know, so, you know, we... Uh, and I was just thanks to Kelly Coors. You know Kelly Coors? I, I don't. The I feel like I Department of Metropolitan Development. He's kind of a historian. I think he went to Harrison, a memorial, right. uh, about our age, uh, and he does all this historical stuff about Evansville. And uh, you know, uh, Cedar Hall was where I went to school. Was seventeen percent African American, mm -hmm. which is pretty high. Right. You know, uh, typically. I mean, I think yeah, it's above national yeah, average. Anyway, sure. Evansville, yeah. we're about ten percent. I think. Yeah. So, you know, and, and, and it was working class. You know, my dad was a hardworking person. As a matter of fact, when I uh, grew up, he was tr commuting to uh, Chrysler in St. Louis to work. Because a lot, you know, a lot of African-Americans back in the day couldn't find real meaningful jobs, you know, locally, even though Evansville had uh, quite a big industry, you know, uh, right. industry. But he worked for Chrysler and would come home on weekends. And as a lot of, uh, you know, African-Americans ended up leaving Evansville, going to Detroit and stuff like that to find work. But uh, my mother was uh, trained to be a domestic, which a lot of African-American women, uh, particularly my grandmother, was African-American. She was a domestic in Owensboro, Kentucky. Oh, okay. And most people back in, the, in that day right. were trained to either be workers, laborers, or domestics. Yeah. Know? And so our family was pretty typical of that. And my mother ended up working uh, as a patrol mom. And then, uh, then uh, she worked for Pigeon Township Trustee's Office for 37 years. My dad started out as a janitor at Old National Bank. Uh, I don't know if you know Wayne Henning, uh, was longtime president of the Old National Bank, uh, but he, you know, but uh, they treated my father just like uh, one of the guys, you know, and, yeah, and uh, he didn't end up working almost 40 years for Old National Bank. And so then out of the, and I like know that. you went in the military, was that right out of high school? Well, no, 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 right out, you know, I, I, I guess I was fortunate. Uh, sports was a big part of my upbringing, you know, right. grew up playing baseball on the West Side, at uh, West Side Nut Club, and then East Side with uh, Babe Ruth, uh, you know, and then, but tennis, uh, Arthur Ashe started a program to inter introduce tennis into the inner city mm -hmm. uh, in, the, in the 70s. I came to Evansville in 1973 when I turned 13, and I ended up picking up tennis and, you know, became, you know, pretty good at it and ended right. up playing number one for Central uh, as a senior. Uh, then I ended up getting a college scholarship to uh, the University of Evansville. And oh, played, for tennis. And played number okay. one. Yeah, played number one for, for U of E as a freshman. Yeah. Uh, won the conference as a freshman. I still hold some records there. All right. And, still uh, hold some know, records. Yeah, so That's I, right. You, know, you mean, heard I, it right you know, here. Like, Told you. <laughs> I, you know, so I was really, right. you know, really blessed to, you know, be introduced to tennis and excel in tennis, that type of thing. And uh, ended up playing. I played a few professional matches right after college and everything. And then, yeah. but I wasn't a Christian at that time. I was playing yeah. in an R&B band, one of the okay. most popular R&B bands in the area, the Dynamic Tight Band. 
Oh, dynamic we, yeah, tight we were, band. We were kind of like the funk band there. Sure, yeah. Cool, cooling the guys. I have seen I those say, pictures, yeah, by we, the way, play, which I really yeah. love. <laughs> yeah, they always used to make me wear that one outfit. I like, yeah, you know, <laughs> I didn't want to wear it, but I had to to stay in the band. But uh, we played a lot of the, uh, you know, funkies back in the day. Oh, yeah. And places Some like of us that. remember we, funkies. Yeah. yeah, we were the cool in the gang cover band. You know, the sure. The yeah, that's Earth, right. Earth, Wind, and Stuff like that. Can so I, I told you he's already. Yeah, you can. All right. We've got about four or five songs online, the old tight band playing live at funkies as a matter of fact oh yeah and uh but then uh, you know i but i grew up in the church you know and i grew right. and i and then as many uh you know the the particularly the black church was so instrumental in our foundation as young people you know what i mean it was you know every every sunday i don't remember missing a sunday going to church until my freshman year at u of e that was the first sunday i missed Oh my goodness! Yeah. <laughs> so my, as a matter of fact, one of my first recollections of life was in the church, and uh, so you know the, yeah. the the church, the you know particularly the black church for us was this just the place where you know well we we heard about uh, the Lord and yeah. and uh, you know we uh, heard all the stories, uh, the Good Samaritan, all the all the stories. Yeah. So it was really something. And then seeing it. Uh, lived out practically in a uh, place and at Cedar Hall where we didn't see color. I mean, yeah. I'm telling you, we didn't see color. We had uh, Norm Hurd. I ended up, he ended up going to the rights. He was our PE teacher. Uh, Mr. Bain, Mr. Kendall, Mr. Cheeks. I mean, we had teachers that, you know, even though they yeah. were white, we didn't even see them as being white. We just saw them as being teachers that, uh, uh were concerned about us. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, uh, I didn't really know, that we were a different color until I got the central, you know? Okay. And, and, Cause that was, yeah. that, that's a question that we've been asking everybody is like your first memory of, okay, that was racism. Yeah. What was, what was, well, that? you know, central, <laughs> I tell this funny story. Uh, oh no. You know, <laughs> and it's a true story, but okay. I believe but, that, you know, yeah. I was blessed to be on, you know, uh, you know, and, and, you know, do well academically, you know, right. and, and I, so I was in the algebra in my freshman year at, at central. And there were two African Americans in the in the class. Tony Kraft, who's um, unfortunately passed away, but I was in the back of the class. And the teacher was kept asking if anyone knew the question that was on answer that was on the board. I mean, the question was on the board. He kept going down the line. Everybody was getting it wrong, and then they got to me, and I I answered the question. I didn't you know think anything of it. And then the whole yeah, I felt the whole class turn around and look at me. Four years later, we're graduating. Now four years later. I, I don't. I want to. Don't want to say her name, but we were great friends. She played the uh, flute in the uh, concert band and and, uh, and 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 orchestra. She said, "Dean, you remember when we were freshmen?" I said, "I sure do." She said, "And and in the algebra class?" I said, "Yeah." She said, "Do you remember when you answered that question?" And I said, "I do." She says, "That blew me away because our parents had told me blacks didn't know anything." Mm. Oh my goodness! Oh yeah, really? Oh yeah, and so. You know, th well, there, there are many stories okay. that, because right. I think it was a rude awakening for, uh, well, not a rude awakening, but it was an awakening for people who had never been around African-Americans. They had right. only been told things about, you know, African-Americans right. that were stereotypical or whatever. But when I was given an opportunity to, to negate that stereotype, yeah. it, it changed someone. Yeah, and, and we're great friends to this day. I mean, and, yeah. and so I think people can change given right. the right experience, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, so, I, you know, I was a baseball fanatic. I mean, tennis was really my fallback sport. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, I was treated unfairly because of the color of my skin. I was the only uh, freshman that practiced with the varsity as a freshman. 
uh, and, uh, and the tennis or baseball, baseball, this is baseball. And, and okay. really, and so, uh, and so that was my dream, you know, to be a baseball player. I, be, I batted behind Don Mattingly in Babe Ruth All-Stars. Wow. And I oh, hit, there you go. I actually, my, we're claim talking. To, my claim to fame is I hit a home run before he did when we were 14. And uh, so that I is put a great one out claim before Don. Fame, right? <laughs> and uh, you so Don, and then our team beat Don's for the championship, and we had three African Americans on. You know, there's like five in the whole league, and we had three on one team. Yeah, and uh, we beat his team for the, uh, the for the Babe Ruth championship. And all right, that's great, all right. Uh, that it works. Yeah, so uh, we had a great coach, Gerard Benty. Yeah, I know. You know, Daryl Benty from U of E. The he was the equipment trainer for years. One of these times, you're going to ask me somebody I do know. <laughs> but to, but but uh, but to be clear I, though, he knows everyone. Was on my team. He knows everyone though. But, uh, Kyle He's Bird, everything. These are right uh, Harrison right. guys. You should be right. Okay. Uh, well, I've known, Harrison, I've known all these yeah. names. So I don't know. So anyway, I was at Harrison. I was in a fog and I knew no one. Yeah, but you know. So and 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 I was just talking to Scott Gillis. Gillis wins cycle, you know. Right. What I mean? Oh sure, yeah. Well, there Greg was on our tennis team, okay. and uh, uh, Bill Asbury was our tennis coach. And Bill Asbury just unfortunately passed away. Uh, but you're talking about tr someone who treated me like a son. Mm. Yeah. You know, and he did, and uh, you know, and that's what really you know you had I was being treated, you know, unfairly in baseball. But then I had a person in tennis that treated me, you know, with, with kindness and everything. And then right. Mike Owen, I don't know if you heard that name, right. uh, Louise Owen, Archie Owen, Bossy. You didn't get outside, did you? <laughs> 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 outside. Louise Owen was probably one of the best, you know, in her age. I've heard of Archie. And, you know, she, and then Archie was, uh, you know, and Mike yes. Owen played tennis at, at uh, Murray State. Uh, he was a football quarter, uh, right. and he's a white. Leanne Owen uh, was the second person to put a tennis racket in my hand. Wow. Darlene Bossy was the first. Uh, yeah, uh, you know. So, uh, but you know. so in the tennis world, you didn't experience. Racism? Oh yeah, you, you know, were... I, I did. You know, right. as a matter of fact, I told you that story about you know uh, going up to Jasper and always being called the N word when you came to Jasper. <laughs> yeah, you did tell <laughs> me that story. Yeah. So, but he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm not a huge fan of Jasper I'm either. I'm, I'm from sorry. Washington. You're from so Washington. Washington well, and Jasper were rivals. You know, so and you know, it's a little bit different. It's a little different. A little different. And yeah, Washington. Uh, but uh, but a uh, guy named Kevin Cassidy. We were freshmen at the same. We were the same age, and we used to have some knockdown dragouts. I'm telling you, we had some tough matches, and you could tell he didn't want to lose to me because I was black. Oh, you could tell that. Huh? I could tell. <laughs> I could feel it. And, Did and he anyway? Coach, and the coach didn't want him to lose to me either. You know, I mean? Coach Yarborough, I, I still remember his name. Right. And, uh, you know, so a, the freshman year, knockdown, drag out, you know, not much love in between us. Next year, I, you know, I think he beat me our freshman year, sophomore year. You know, look, it's still tight, but uh, I think I would start winning. And then my, by the time I was a senior, I was, you know, pretty, pretty much, you know, I advanced pretty well and I beat right. him pretty easy. He was he was happy for me. He'd heard I was going to get a college scholarship. And oh, that's cool. Yeah, he was yeah. happy for me, and yeah. so was Coach Yarborough. So, yeah. you know, what started out as uh, you know uh, you know a, a position of maybe animosity or, or you know no love ended up being respect and and friendship. So sure. things can happen and things do change. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, that's that's hopeful. So mm -hmm. so when you uh, you go to UE, you did all that, and and I'd asked about the military, and, and just as you're tracking as you go into the military, which you went in the Air Force. Well, no, uh, initially I, <laughs> you went in there sometime. I, I went to I'm, the Marine Corps maybe. first. You know, what I mean? oh, I was Marine, well, that I didn't you know. know. Can't, okay, can't leave out the Marines. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, so you go in the Marines as a reservist. Did you experience it there? Oh, I tell you, one of the things that I felt in the Marines was uh, appreciation 
uh, of being African-American and serving our country because the Marines had a fairly, uh, well, a very substantial uh, percentage of African-Americans in the Corps. Right. I mean, I, I don't know what their percentage is, but I would think it's about 20%, maybe 25%. Right, okay. You know, so to see that type of rep- representation uh, and, and, and really uh, being uh, in the defense of our country, and yeah. Marines on top of that, I'm t- telling you. I mean, that's right. You it get doesn't get any that. better than the Marine Corps. Yeah, you know that's what I mean? right. So that really gave me a, a real sense of pride. And, and, and you could not feel racism, you know, in the military. And I thought, I've always thought, in, even in the Air Force, that the military has a, you know, it hasn't always been that way. Right. But yeah, it was, it's kind of been ahead of the curve in regard to race relations and the treatment of African Americans, uh, you know, and, and it took a war for that to happen. But you know, the military yeah. has kind of been out in front of you know uh, of of that type of equality, so to speak. Yeah, and because uh, and so, you get the feeling that the drill sergeants treat everybody bad. Oh yeah, so it didn't matter. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> and yeah. when you're on the, in, on the yeah. battlefield. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's in one of my favorite movies is uh, Dirty Dozen. You know, I don't know yeah. if you remember when uh, uh, Jim Brown, the Jim Brown character, right. uh, the guy from Alabama or something, just hates blacks and he hates Jim Brown yeah. until Jim Brown saves his life. Right. <laughs> yeah, funny how that <laughs> works. He's a fan. You know, he's Jim Brown's biggest fan. And, and typically that's, you know, that's how right. things can happen. You know what I mean? Exactly. Things can, yeah. People can change. You know, yeah. they really can. But then uh, after, you know, I got into the Air Force, I you know, went to seminary. Or Roberts uh, uh, came to the Lord of Tulsa, Oklahoma, where you know yeah. you spent some time. And uh, my now ex-wife is from Haiti, uh, and uh, and so we lived in uh, Miami for a while and little Haiti and that type of thing. And I was a church administrator. Then the Lord opened up the door. I'll skip a lot, uh, Lord, to go into the Air Force. And as a chaplain, <laughs> you're basically pastoring a, a worship service because you know demographically they look at okay how many. You know, Protestants do we have? How many Catholics, whatever, whatever. Then right. how many African-Americans do we have? Okay, we need a black chaplain for them. So, <laughs> so I remember. That's how it works. That's, I, yeah, that's how it works. But I remember being put over the gospel service. And, and, and I quickly realized that the gospel service stood for black service, right? So that's <laughs> basically what it said Okay, for. yeah. So you know what I did? Because, you know, listen, I'm from Evansville, Indiana. And I have so many wonderful friends that, who are not black. And I didn't want to be a part of a service that that didn't feel like it was welcoming to, you know, to all. And uh, so I changed the name of the service from the gospel service to the inspirational service. Didn't do much different other than change the name and incorporated some praise and worship. And, and I tell you, it, it worked. I mean, <laughs> we, we were the, the most diverse service on base. And uh, we, we had a, probably at least 20 percent non-African-Americans in the service. Yeah. Uh, incorporated into the praise and worship. We had yeah. a great praise and worship team. with, And so I think a lot of times it takes just someone having a bit of courage to say, hey, look, you know, I mean, it may be as slight as changing a name or, or doing something differently, right. but it communicates that you're willing to be open to, yeah. you know, whoever, you know. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was, a you know, then for, so every base that I would go, that was the, be the first thing I would do is change the name from the gospel service to the inspirational service. And, and then that would just kind of have an effect of it did. It integrating did. it. It did. Okay. It did. And so you were a chaplain multiple places. Multiple then. places. My first base was Edwards Air Force Base, California, where they used to land the shuttle from time to time. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that was a very proud moment because you could look up at any 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 moment at, at times and see everything that the military has in their inventory, which is, the you know, incre- made you incredibly proud to be a part of 
you know, uh, America, you know? Yeah. And then I went to Korea for a year. And uh, have you, you ever been to Korea? I have not been to Korea. I have been to Asia. And, and, I've been to China and Singapore and okay. Myanmar and places oh, like that. Yeah, yeah everywhere. But uh, you remember Dr. Cho? Paul, yes. Paul yes. Hokey Cho? Oh, yeah. That was, him speak several yeah, times. Yeah, he was, you know, the, the, in Korea, he was it, you know. And uh, yeah. we ended up visiting and took a contingent up to Prayer Mountain and the whole nine yards and, you know, been to Prayer you, Mountain, you know, okay. Prayer See, I've heard yeah. of these things. Yeah. <laughs> now you're getting more. Been to his service. I mean, incredible. A, yeah. You know, and, and absolutely. And really, when you see other cultures uh, worshiping the same Lord in a different way, and I'm going to yeah. tell you a funny story that uh, we had these, uh, you know, the Koreans on the base, and they knew I was a chaplain and everything. And I had this idea. Well, let's let's do a little co- a cultural, you know, worship service. You know what I mean? Bring the Korean church on base, and and uh, we you know we'll sing. And I said, well. Do you want, because they said they were Presbyterian, right? So I'm thinking, okay, they, you know, they're Presbyterian. They probably don't want a whole lot of, you know, clapping and shouting and everything. You know? <laughs> so, so I said, well, I'll Maybe bring the, uh, the liturgical service choir. You know, that was uh, right, the liturgical okay. service. And the, he, the, he said, no, we want, we want. <laughs> I said, y'all want that, huh? Was it a Korean guy said <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, they want that. <laughs> With the full so treatment. We, oh, yeah. yeah. But they had a praise team and, I mean, they had orchestra. I mean, they. They oh, were wow. incredible. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They tore up the Popeye's chicken too. We had, we, we brought, we fed them. And they tore up the Popeye's chicken there. <laughs> so people are people, you know. Uh, yeah, that, that's right, and it's Popeye's chicken. Yeah, it's I mean, Popeye's come on, chicken. It's, 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 that's right. That's, that's, that's where all of us meet together yeah, and can all agree on all those. Yeah, yeah. So uh, great, so many great experiences that, you know, that confirm to me if you love people. And you are willing to look beyond the differences that you have with people, and that might even be, you know, denominational differences. That because that was right. certainly a thing in the, in the military. You know, we you know, uh, we had all denominations represented, stuff like that. But if we can learn to to look beyond the differences and see what makes us the same, then I think we're on the right track. Yeah, you know I mean? absolutely, we're definitely yeah. on the right track. Yeah. Well, and and we we've asked everybody this now in their own experience with that, but um, like it, we do have a predominantly white audience right now. We're working on that. Maybe we need to change our name to the Inspirational <laughs> Church instead of One Life Church. You know, that, maybe that would help get us. But uh, but you, you're well, how would you coach? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking for anything. And that's what you, and Popeyes. I'm chicken. trying to work with one. You know what I mean? Like, you, you know, something. You know, something. Popeyes chicken. No, hold on. Watch yourself now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That, now I'm lost. See, <laughs> anyway, so how would you coach a predominantly white church to and, and, and white audience like when it comes to racial reconciliation issues? And I, I want to be a part of the solution, yeah. and I don't want to be racist. I don't want to be yeah. anything like that. But how can? Uh, what are some things that could be done? And, uh, and uh, how would you coach? Maybe one don't people? try too hard. Don't try too hard. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? I'm just teasing. You. I mean, a lot of times you can, you can, you know. I think the organic getting to know is better than the forcing, you know, or right. you know, or, or just trying to to push it. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times people they they want to be in their comfort zone and they don't want to go too far out of it. You know, right. they might venture out a bit. So I think that you know, uh, doing things and just recognizing that. You know, we are different and there are differences, but, you know, a lot of our, you know, the same things you enjoy, you know, I probably enjoy, you know what I mean? In, in certain, in certain respects. Right. Uh, and so I think if we can meet on or at certain activities and events and, and things that we, we can see eye to eye on, then hopefully there's an organic sense of, you know, getting, wanting to get to know someone. Cause I think that's the, you know, before you get to know someone, you have to want to get to know someone, you know? Yeah. 
So we got to whet the appetite a bit. Yeah. But I think the main thing is one is just, you know, loving, you know, loving your neighbor as yourself. You know what I mean? And then who is your neighbor? You know, the neighbor is a person that doesn't look like you possibly and whatever. Yeah. And then having the courage, you know, because the, the story of the Good Samaritan, I mean, there were, you know, a, a religious, you know, religious, uh, you know, uh, a priest that, that had a chance, but he walked on the other side. And, you know, he had other people that, you know, intentionally avoided someone who obviously was in need. But the Good Samaritan, you know, he, right. he you know, he went beyond. And also I think that we have to be willing to to go beyond in, in, in certain ways of, of communicating, you know, love, uh, unconditional love for each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think if some in, in the white community i think there might be a perception that there's mistrust uh coming from those within the black community well, and you've talked about you, know, you yeah, have a lot of relationships know, with a lot of people I, of, yeah, that are white and, I, and all I, that so do you think ahead, that's true and I, if it I is i think if it is it's because people have not had the experience of having the opportunity to trust someone i mean a lot of times right. you know you're you can mistrust someone from a distance but if you have an opportunity to, to get to know someone yeah um uh, you know i i, I think you know, people can make up their own minds, you know, whether or not they can be trusted. So I'm, you know, atypical and many of us are atypical in the fact that we did have a lot of interaction with, with, you know, uh, you know, whites growing up that gave us a, a perspective, a more of a perspective of openness. So the same time you might have a few that you can't trust. I, I tell you, I have, you know, more than a few that I can, you know? So I think that, you know, if we focus to me, if we think focus more on, you know, giving opportunity to trust each other rather than building a wall that because yeah. of the past, we're not going to trust each other or whatever, whatever. I think we'll have a great opportunity to, to ultimately come together, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we will. Well, and, and, and I've, we heard this said a lot and, and I know you're among other things. Uh, one of the things you serve as an associate minister at your church, mm-hmm. uh, which is Zion Baptist. Zion. We've had Keith on right. and, sure. uh, and the, you do that somewhere in there when you're doing these other things. So, but, but everybody talks about that's most, the, the, the most segregated hour in the entire week mm-hmm. uh, is, is Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I always feel guilty about that. But on the other hand, I'm not exactly sure what to do about that because yeah. there are cultural issues and it's cultural no one's against anybody. Sure, it's yeah. just, um, but any thoughts on about how to bridge those divides or try to do things that might solve that? You know what I'm asking? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I do, and I think that there's so many things that, that are possibilities, you know, but one, you you are who you are. I mean, you like the kind of music you like because of, that's who you are, you know what I mean? And, and right. there are people that, that gravitate to a worship style, and I think that's primarily where our differences are. There, our differences are more in worship styles right? and, you know, what we relate to from that, you know, element, you know, uh, so... Um, you know, a little bit of a, an infusion of of music style or a different worship style at times that you know, m- you know, might just introduce you know uh, an element you know of right. you know a different way of expression. You know, I think that we all get comfortable with our own way of expression. You know, and that's white and black. You know what I mean? Sure. And uh, so I think that we you know we can find ways of of really finding, you know, avenues where, cause we sang the same songs. I don't know if you knew that. No, I didn't know that. We do. <laughs> <laughs> we sang the same songs, you know, but, but y'all, and, and I, y- 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 what were you about to y- say? Y'all, man, y'all. 
Y'all clap. Y'all don't play him as well. Cl- y'all, you know, listen. <laughs> no, I won't say all that now. Y'all got some good musicians. Now. But uh, like when I remember when I was at Old Roberts, you know, they uh, the the white uh, the white brothers and sisters <laughs> would clap on the one and the three, and we clap on the two and the four. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, that's right. We, <laughs> and there would yeah, be like a little t- little tension between. Okay, who, which one is right? Now? <laughs> which one is right? Which, well, which one's right? better? I can tell you. It's well, what you do. You know, yeah, Mr. Sprinkle, my my white uh, school teacher, uh, music teacher, would tell us. The two and the four. <laughs> that's that's funny. One. That's the appropriate one. But you know, but every once in a while, you just gotta go with the one and the three. You know what uh, I mean? Yeah, you do. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. but it could be as simple as that. Do you, yeah. you think people in the black community would would want to? How would they feel about doing that? I mean, I think it would be a great thing. Kind of I, I know that they would love over. to do it. They would love to do it. I mean, I and. And that is really where the meeting of the minds is. I'm going to tell my favorite tight band story. I, I, if, if, tight band? If, yeah, we were here at church, and you're well, going back to well, your Well, we are in church, because I use this as an example. Uh, okay. All right. Roy Carter is a you know, great local musician. People know him as a you know, wonderful saxophone player. And I was, we were in a tight band, and you know, we were playing in the club Paradise for the first time. And the club Paradise is a black, well, black club. Okay. So Roy's the only white dude that's coming in this club, right? Right, you know what I mean. So right. he's setting up in the band, and 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 guys were giving him a bad look. They said, "What's he doing in here? What's yeah. he doing in here?" And I didn't like it, you know what I mean? I, you know, because this is Roy, you know, it's one of us. Right. And uh, and I said, "Well, I said before when we got started, I said, well, let's play a, a Mr. Magic, which is it features. Uh, it's a classic sax song, Grover Washington, that features. You know, it's going to feature Roy. Right. Well, Roy gets up there and he." Play, so we play Mr. Magic. He didn't buy a drink the rest of the night. <laughs> and it was that, you know what I mean? And so people can change, you know what I mean? Sure, they, yeah. They, they didn't want him in there. And then do, all yeah. of a sudden, you know, they appreciated the fact that he's, a, you know, he's a musician and he, you know, he played a song that we all could relate to and that type of thing. And then now everybody loves everyone. But, but because it doesn't come across as as passionate and and white churches do do those who black churches interpret that as a that as a lack of passion or lack of no. being fired up for the lord i, I or think that? i or think just, just you know you, you know you, you, there's a lot of experiences that you know unfortunately create a a depth of emotion that you know kind of correspond to that emotional release through music Right. That, you know, maybe, uh, you know, sir, you know, I don't say that, you know, whites don't go through difficult situations. You know what I mean? Right. But I was, I was, uh, who was I thinking? Uh, I saw a comedian on, uh, and he said, it's the black people that invented the blues. <laughs> <laughs> we invented the blues. <laughs> so, so we have a unique, you know, interpretation of life. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. So, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> sure. But as I see, as you see, you know, the day changing, that there are a lot of whites that are going through the same things. We're they're being downsized, right? You know, uh, their jobs are being lost, and and uh, their the economy or whatever, whatever. So they're experiencing some of the same things that you know we've experienced, you know, on a, on a daily basis. <laughs> a daily basis. <laughs> You so invented I mean? the blues. Yes. Yeah, I know yes. what you so mean. Y'all singing the blues now too. You know? <laughs> Stevie Ray Vaughan and all of that. It's a lot of good music it's coming out, right? Yeah. So okay. you know what I mean. And so when we learn that that we do have the same experiences, mm-hmm. right. and it ha- and how we express those experiences or release those, 
you know, feelings that we have through experiences, I think uh, that's where they're coming together. Cause you know, uh, you know, it's, it's just, uh, you know, and, and, and you know, so, you know, I, I hate to keep, you know, keep bramming on about it, but I think that if we just, you know, try to experience each other and experience, you know, the love that, you know, God has for us and we can have for each other, everything's going to be all right. Well, that's a, a pretty good way to transition to what I want to kind of close up with because okay. I, I don't want to make I want to make sure we talk about um, sure. the Evansville Community Development Annex. Thank you. And um, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit more about that. You were telling me before we started recording, and um, yeah, just tell us a little bit about what that is. Well, we are. It's the old laborers' hall. They built it back in the fifties. It looks like a school. It's located at three fifteen Taylor. Uh, the police were using it as a substation. It's in, right in the heart of the the urban community on the south side near Riverside, Riverside and, and uh, Kentucky, not mm-hmm. too far from it. No, no, I'm sorry, Riverside and Governor. Okay. And uh, it's a mix of uh, kind of for-profit, non-profit entities. We be, I really believe that uh, economic development is one of the, you know, the, the avenues that, you know, the black empowerment or, or black uh, actualization can come forward. You know, when I was growing up, there were a lot of African-American businesses in the urban community. And I think we've kind of lost track of having mm-hmm. that entrepreneurial mindset, but it's coming back, you know. So we have a facility where we've got several small businesses. Danny Thomas has a boxing uh, and fitness gym upstairs. He was a local boxer that made it kind of big. He was ranked uh, uh, ranked in the world in the oh, wow. I think middleweight. Uh, his brother was a boxer, uh, I think, in the heavyweight or light cruiserweight. Uh, we've had several boxers that have that have uh, yeah kind of made it on the national scene. So we have a boxing mm-hmm. gym. We have like a hundred seat venue. Actually, we uh, that way we've done uh, comedy shows, uh, jazz. I do you know gospel music myself, and then we I do instrumental jazz, wow. and uh, you know we try to keep it positive, uh, no vulgar or violent music, uh, and you know we we have uh, you remember back on back racks, oh back sure yeah. Uh, yeah I, I do remember that's that, how yeah. I left Evansville. Open up a store for them in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so we have a men's clothing, or it's a clothing consignment called Back on the Rack. Okay. And uh, so, you know. <laughs> how clever. Yeah. How right. cl- yeah. Use that name. That's yeah. good. Back on the Rack. But, uh, but you know, so we it's a conglomeration of things. And with all the, the aspiration of helping develop the urban community in spiritual ways, mm-hmm. social ways, economic ways, and educational ways, we have uh, after-school educational programs. We're partnering with carver community center to to bring different activities to the building that will you know enhance kids learning opportunities experiences that type of thing and you were kind of cranking away and then the COVID thing came along oh, so yeah. are you guys yeah. sort of reopening and well, getting back we're, in we're business kinda, at this you know, point just like a lot of people right. yeah it's kind of funny that uh you know at first when the COVID thing came out did you hear that they thought african Americans are going to be a little bit more uh immune to it I didn't hear that. We heard that. You heard that. That lasted for about three days. <laughs> no, no, we we're more susceptible. You know what I mean? I'm like, Lord, we can't catch a break. Can we? <laughs> we'll catch one eventually. <laughs> the sweet by and by, y'all. <laughs> but anyway, 
But anyway, so we're not as open, you know what I mean, as uh, we're kind of right. easing okay. back into it. But, but, but at be... the time, like uh, I saw the venue, and oh, it's, yeah. it's got a stage, oh, and yeah. it's got art set gal- up for a urban band. Art gallery. So like, like yeah. a Friday night, I could go yeah. over there and yeah. check out a band oh, or yeah, listen to a comedian. Be in it as well, you know what I mean? Be in it. You bet. You saw that, sir. I was invited to be saw that, yeah. Holy Smokes Hangout had been meeting. They were full gospel businessmen outreach. They would come in on every second Friday of the month and feed uh, whoever wanted to come, praise and worship and testimonies and, and prayer type of thing. And we're hoping that they'll gear back up here pretty soon. Yeah, We'll do great. some indoors, outdoor things. And, uh, you know, we, uh, again, we have an urban art gallery that, that uh, it showcases the talent. You know, there's a lot of talent that has come through Evansville and, yeah. and is, is emerging. We want to be a, uh, a conduit for that talent. You know what I mean? You never know the next, you know, whoever could be, you know, be from here. It's incredible. It, is there a place where we can find information? If uh, you go on Facebook, we don't okay. have a website just yet, but uh, if, uh, the Evansville Community Development uh, Annex on Facebook. Okay. We'd love to have you, you know, look at what we're doing. I told you we just interviewed Julius Maddox, the guy, that, the world record holder in the bench yeah. press. That interview is going to be posted hopefully in the next day or two. That's great. But we've got some pictures of him, and, you know, he's got an incredible story, and we've got some activities that, that are coming up. And you, know, and you sell the art, too. There. We I sell the art. art We're getting ready to you know, go gear there, it up, yeah, sell the prints, sell, yeah. sell the originals yeah. and that type of thing. And uh, so, you know, I'm looking forward to possibly, you know, doing some things that can, can connect the community, you know, uh, as a whole to the effort. And I mm. want you to hear some, yo, you've heard some of the music. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I love, I love to partner with One Life to, uh, you know, because I know you've got some wonderful musicians and singers here. We do. So, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I'd love, right. love to do it. Yeah. That's great. Okay. Well, it's been a pure joy just hanging out. I talked and the whole time, didn't I? I? No, I love it. Absolutely <laughs> love it. Um, I love, like, just, I don't know, just one of your perspective, but just how much fun you have just talking yeah. about life. There's definitely yeah. joy inside of you, Thank and you. it's fun to to be able to just get to know more people. Um, anything else to close with, either one of you? Anything that you didn't get to? Yeah, is there anything we... that we left out that you would Well, you know what, I want to com- commend you and uh, for just having the desire to do this because, you know, not everyone is, you know, is that way, you know, and uh, to take the time to, to make it an issue, even though, you know, people, you know, un, you know, had to make it an issue for a bit, you know, because it was on national news, like you said. Right. But now that it's no longer as prevalent as it you're still talking about it so yeah. I, I just want to commend you for it and, well, I, I appreciate and that I know the Lord's going to yeah. bless bless you for that and one mm-hmm. life for it and, mm-hmm. and you Sarah and well and, and I think that's something critical and that's what I would close with is just uh, for everyone is uh, it hits the headlines when something like the George Floyd incident happens which mm-hmm. it should have hit yeah. the headlines but you know the headlines change and, and things go back mm-hmm. and we don't want to do that I, I know that Lord really um hit my heart during that that we want to be in and we don't even know what that means that's why we're listening we don't know exactly what right. that looks like and um, but getting to meet Dean was one of the great benefits of the whole journey so yeah. far and that's we're talking about music way. stuff and, yeah. and, uh, uh, and and art things and entrepreneurism right. and development of neighborhoods which we were already doing but we those kinds of conversations are happening yeah. so as we're uh, so everybody just keep listening and keep kind of watching for the kind of things that we would so you do, and I think God's going to do, and already has done, he some is. great things in our community uh, in that in that area. So Thanks again for joining us today. Appreciate it. Appreciate it.